On today's episode, we talked about Marie Kondo, your garden, your closet, your NASCAR F1 car check engine light, playbook, diagnostic, and 30,000 foot view. <laughs> but it was a really, really good episode because what we talked about is how to use spring cleaning to your advantage, get massive clarity, and close your own personal doubt to basically guarantee your success. And I even reflected on why I'm sitting here with some you know, funny reflections. But other than that, the episode's great. Have your notebook out and get ready to get action. Take action, get results, enjoy. I'm gonna shut up. Here's the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good, because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. In full disclosure, to be an integrity, I was totally singing the Cool Runnings song from the Bob Sledding movie before we started, and I almost sang it on the show. I'm just telling you that because you should say thank you. But I haven't watched that movie in years, and I have no idea where that was on my mind, and it is completely irrelevant, or maybe it is relevant. Maybe it is relevant to today's podcast. So today's podcast, we're either going to talk about gardening or spring cleaning. And you'll understand why in a minute, but no, what we're really, really going to talk about is um, refocusing our attention, getting clear on our behaviors, making adjustments as needed. I don't know about you, uh, but I'm recording this podcast on April 5th, so only maybe five or six days before it comes out. And for me, the last 60 days has felt like I was put inside the blender on high in the apocalypse and then everybody around me business is changing partnerships ending relationships ending changing starting like everybody i talk to and it's been really really interesting to notice and i don't know if that resonates with you but it just seems that every single day i'm just hearing more and more and more um and it just feels like there's this massive shift happening um and that's what it feels like for me and so i don't know what it feels like for you but i in the last Two to three weeks, I've had maybe 12 to 13 friends or clients in my office, and we've had podcasts, we've talked about it, we've all coached each other on it, and we're kind of all across the board. So if that is you, if that resonates with you, this show is going to be very applicable. If that doesn't resonate with you, then you have the gift of taking the proactive approach, which will still make today's show applicable. So either way, we're going to have a good show. I'm going to get straight to the point. And the context is kind of what I laid out. And, and in that, in my own personal experience, even how I run my business, how my team is structured, how our events are structured, everything has changed in the last 60 days. And it literally feels like I had to strap in my seatbelt and tighten it down. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to ride the ride. And it felt like a snow globe. And I was just like, stay steady, sit still, reflect, ask better questions, get really clear. And it started to settle. And I started to realize that I had to make some changes. I had to make some behavior changes, some day changes, some structure changes, um, staffing changes, things along those lines, even how I interact and interface with my clients or with companies I own. 
And so it's been in the air. And so we figured we might as well talk about it. And so Ashley, obviously my incredible CE Ashley O, um, she outlined this and wrote it down. She's felt it. And she went with the gardening analogy and some Marie Kondo analogies. And I'm going to add in my own flavor. And so it's kind of perfect that right now is also the start of a new quarter. And I was having a conversation with a one-on-one client the other day about coaching containers and running masterminds. And I did it for many years, seven years, eight years. And I always realized that about every 90 days was a perfect moment to create a chapter marker, right? Like just to create a chapter marker. And so when we ran masterminds, we would do either an in-person event or a online event every 90 days. And we had tried other cadences, but that always seemed to work because these chapter markers were these days or these moments where you kind of got to stop and reflect on the previous quarter, take account, take inventory, and then kind of focus out another 90 to 180 days and realize where you want to go or what's there and combine those together and then go focus for 90 days. And that 90-day mark tended to be the one where everybody kind of needed their gas tank refilled and their focus redone. So for lack of better terms, they needed a pit stop right in the middle of a race, change the tires, fill the gas tank. Let's go again. This is a long race. And that's kind of the analogies that I'm going to play with today because I think right now the timing is impeccable. And so if you're in that season, now's the time to go through this to reflect, take inventory. And if you're not, I think proactively making sure that on top of your daily practices, on top of your daily habits and rituals or weekly ones around stillness and reflection that maybe once a quarter you intentionally set a block in your calendar for maybe four hours or six hours and you take yourself somewhere new and you go reflect and do an awareness. And so the context is all the same, irregardless of what bucket you are in. But I think now it's the time to kind of spring clean, right? It's time to take inventory because how we do business, how we go to the gym, how we operate inside of our business, how we record podcasts, how we run our events, how we launch our products, how we write our emails should be changing. It shouldn't be the same. It's not the set it and forget it mentality. That's not how this game works. And so with that spring cleaning and understanding that that changes, now is the time to kind of take inventory to see what can shift, what can change, what can be systematized, what can be made more expedient? What's a process or a task that I've been doing that I don't need to do anymore that doesn't actually help the business? Or what's one that I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing anymore and I should hire somebody? Or what's one behavior that I've been skimping out on myself, like my physical fitness or my sleep or something along those lines? And so when we think about it, we do this in our offices, we do this in our desks, we do this in our closets, right? We do this in our house, we do this in our refrigerators. But I think all too often we forget to do it in our business. And these reflection periods are the periods that really allow you to, for lack of better terms, diagnose your check engine light or go check your garden in the spring to make sure everything's set up. Or when you're leaving the winter, you go look in your closet and make sure you have your spring clothes and you get rid of any ones you don't want. But yet in business, we tend to just kind of operate in this, like how we're doing it is how we do it until something breaks or something roadblocks us and kind of forces this perspective shift. And so I'm really talking about this extensively and exact, I don't even know the word. I'm exhaustingly talking about this, if that's even the right way to say it, because I think this is so, so, so important. And and I've made a lot of mistakes in business and I've I've had a lot of success and I've coached literally at this point, probably thousands of entrepreneurs. And and the lesson is always the same. And this this thing 
about today's podcast, this, this kind of taking an inventory of your check engine lights proactively and being willing to hit the reset button is like one of the most powerful principles and one of the things that you'll hear through everybody who talks about success. And so I had Scott Oldford on the podcast uh, a couple months ago. And one of my favorite things that he said, um, he said that during his day as an entrepreneur, right? Scott's an incredible entrepreneur. um, During his day, he has an alarm on his phone that goes off twice during his workday. And what it goes off, all it says is what is what you're currently doing aligned with your vision, right? And what he's doing is twice a day is he's kind of hitting the brake check, right? Pulling the ripcord and stopping and being like, okay, is this behavior aligned, right? And he's doing that every single day. And so what I'm talking about today is that anywhere, right? On your daily basis, in your weekly basis, um, if you're in a moment where like you lost your best client or... Um, I'm working with a client right now who is having their best months and now they're having their lowest months and having to kind of restructure and change the team, right? Like I think what's an important thing to understand about winning this or thriving through this or making progress through this is first just having a really integrous awareness that this is a part of the game. Like this is just a part of the game. It's like when I go to the gym, as much as I love being in shape and I love being strong and being fit and feeling good about my body, <laughs> I'd say 75% of the time, I do not feel good about the workout. But I don't dread the workout because I know like, I'm pretending it's not going to be hard or that I'm not going to have to push. I'm just like, okay, this requires effort. But in entrepreneurship for a long time, I really, really believed at a deep level and convince myself that once something worked, it was just going to work and I could kind of take a back seat. That once something was kind of there or in place or once somebody was hired or once that funnel was in place or once that email was written. And, and it took me, I'd say probably seven years of struggling to really, really understand that lesson until I started with the integrous awareness that like, oh, this is going to happen every single day. Like this is going to change every single day. Like my opponent changes, the field changes, the rules of the field changes. We're playing the same game, but it changes every day. And so I think the important thing to recognize is that the more aware we are that we're going to have to change our behaviors and decisions in our business and our relationships in our fitness and in everything that we do, the better suited we are to take action when we find that moment. Right. And so I think the first thing is 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 figuring out what brings you joy, right? Like Marie Kondo talks about this. I totally binge watch her Netflix series. I think it was during COVID and I totally cleaned out my entire closet and my office and everything else and I went a little overboard, but I was really happy I did it, <laughs> right? And then it's like my wife and I were actually having a conversation this morning about the garden outside and we were talking about what was in it last year. And then she's like, I want to pull this up. I want to pull this up, but I want to add this. And we were kind of assessing like, oh, we want different things in the garden this year, right? What's going to make us happy? What do we want to eat? Marie Kondo's like, what brings you joy? Like what, you know, what sparks joy? What are you keeping? And so in your business, right, in your habits, in your life, like you have to start doing an assessment of like what's currently there. What are you working on, right? So like for me and noticing that in the last 60 days, everything has felt like a, 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 you know, a a drier apocalypse that I've been on spin cycle on in those moments of sitting with the discomfort and reflecting, right? So like, how do I do this? Right. So I'll typically be upset about something or sad about something. And I'll be like, okay, I got to really reflect on this. I'll, I'll do a meditation. I'll go for a walk. I'll call my coach. I'll start looking for the reason I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling 
And then once I find that feeling, I start looking for behaviors that would allow me to feel better, but work through it. Right. And then I kind of align those behaviors into my day or into that moment or find my next steps. And so, you know, in this moment, I've had a lot happening. I was reflecting after the event, like, how can we do support my staff more? I'm like, oh, I actually need like a staff coach. I'm like, okay, how can we make the room better? We need this. And I was like, God, we haven't done that before. This is going to be completely different. And so I kind of had to sit with it for a couple of days. And then I was like, okay, yep, it'll look like this. It'll look like this. And then once I was aware of what it would look like, it was really easy to implement the plan. And so the how of this is really understanding at our last event, the giant focus for me that I harped on more than anything is that awareness is the finish line. Awareness is the finish line. And, and what I simply mean by that, and, and I teach this in customer journey, you've heard me teach this over and over. I teach the zone of doubt in customer journey. And when I teach it in customer journey, I teach that the zone of doubt is the space between the opt-in or exchange of information or credit card purchase where the dopamine is wearing off. The longer that zone exists, the faster the undercurrent or anxiety of your customer's emotions takes over deteriorating both of your chances of success. The zone of doubt applies to every single human in every single moment with every single decision as well. For me as an entrepreneur, when I am inside my business and I get hit with a trigger, right, I lose my one-on-one -on -one client. <clears throat> the longer I sit in that gap between losing that one-on-one -on -one client and taking an action, not in reaction to that, but in response of like, okay, I'm losing them. Well, I need to save my other ones. I need to make sure I offboard them correctly. I need to make sure that I hear them and learn from this. I need to do this and this. Okay, cool. Act on that, right? The longer that zone exists between the trigger of like losing the client and getting clarity on the actions, not in reaction, the longer that zone exists, the harder it is to get out of it and the more pain it causes. The shorter that zone is, right? The shorter that gap, the faster you can get in action of the new behavior, which not only mitigates the pain, but it prevents it from happening in the future. Well, then bringing in new business or new energy or new whatever it is in that moment that's going to stay at that new base level. And I used to get stuck in that gap so much. And it was just simply because when I would get that trigger, instead of taking a moment, I'd get emotional, but then I would immediately dive into my work. I'd like go into my email. I'd start making phone calls. My energy was all over the place. And it just, it just felt like there was this constant fire. It was this constant fire. And now over the years, I'm like, oh my God, every one of my coaches, every one of my friends, everyone I've learned from, everyone that I study, everyone that I coach, we all kind of try to find the same thing where it's like, okay, if there's a trigger, pause. And that pause is to allow yourself to separate the emotions from the logic and the facts and the story, right? And then you need to really have a method for you to explore those thoughts. For me, it's taking my thoughts and putting them on sticky notes and like looking at them in front of me or talking through them on an audio message, right? For other people, they journal, right? Or they start writing. They'll be like, oh my God, I'm complicating my business. They'll start writing out Google documents, right? But what they're doing is, is when they come in or when they're triggered, they're pausing. And before they act, before they choose something, they're, they're kind of being a triage nurse, for lack of better terms, right? Or they're walking into their closet and they're looking at kind of everything that's there. And they're like, okay, I got to pick an outfit, but I'm not going to wear all the clothes. So they kind of have to think about what's there. And, you know, for me, the how of this, the how of all you do this, the answer is awareness. It's reflection. It's time and silence. It's if you've ever wrote, read the book, The Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham. It's what he calls thinking time, right? Like it's understanding that 
in most situations that we get hit with as entrepreneurs, right? Or even as human beings, right? When we have those bad days, when like we have a bad day at work or we have a horrible client or we gave a horrible keynote, those moments suck. Like they suck. They feel horrible. I don't care who you are. And yes, the more you experience them and work through them, you get better at them. But it's just like cold therapy for me. If I bomb a keynote, just because I've done it before and I know how to recover doesn't mean it feels any better to bomb. It still feels like shit. And so, you know, what this really, really boils down to is finding the ability, finding the tool, finding the method, finding the modality for you that when you're met in situations that aren't normal, that like, let's say they're a trigger or they're a reaction or a fire, for lack of better terms, that in that moment, you have a tool or something to fall back on to process that without it taking control of your behaviors or your emotions, right? And for years, the reason I was stuck is because I would get those triggers, but then I would self-isolate, right? I would just stay in my office or I'd dig in my YouTube or I'd, I'd go look for things or I'd do my email and I wouldn't really tell anybody. And then the longer I was in it, the harder it was to get out. And then it would be days or weeks and I'd, I'd finally tell somebody and they'd give me clarity in a moment. And so my podcast that I recorded for you on the SOS method, which is also included in our backstage pass. If you want that, just DM me on Instagram backstage pass. I don't know how much it is. I think it's like $297, but, um, in that I talk about the SOS and the SOS is also on one of the previous podcast episodes for free. Um, but I talk about the SOS and the reason that SOS model exists, and I teach it with the inner tools, the inner circle and the outer circle is because now when I get triggered, right? My solution to the how is like, oh my God, I'm triggered. And if I'm triggered and I don't have clarity, I need to find it. So then I use my SOS. I go to my inner tools, which for me is go for a walk in nature, go work out, do some breath work, do your stillness. If that doesn't work, I call my inner circle, right? And typically at that point, I get clarity instantly. And then I have a path to close that zone of doubt and then take that action to remediate whatever the challenge is that I'm facing. And so you know, for everybody listening to this, this inventory looks different for everybody, right? Um, I just had a client um, who wanted to do an inventory. And so they literally did like a full inventory. They did an inventory of their friends, like who they text all the time. They were like, here's where I spend my time. Here's where I want to spend my time, right? They were like writing it out. You know, for me, when I do an inventory, I spend like moments in my day intentionally reflecting on the days before and I'm like okay yep I don't want to do that anymore I want to change that and then sometimes I rewrite it out and so on the podcast where I talk about the sacred lightkeeper quadrants those are kind of my four buckets of behavior every day that I use as my training plan for lack of better terms to accomplish what I want in my life right and so if I have periods of reflection and I'm like, oh, you know what? I want to not do this anymore and I want to start doing this. I go to those quadrants and I adjust the behavior or the habit that's in that quadrant to align with what I want now and I remove the old one. And so I do it relatively proactively now on on kind of a weekly, weekly basis because of my travel schedule and me, me being so flexible, right? And so what this really, really boils down to is that number one, Understand that in every business, in every area of your life, it's going to require constant watering. And so this is where the garden analogy really, really comes into, right? Once you plant something in your garden, it will only go a period of time before it requires some maintenance or watering or care for it to grow or for you to pick it or for you to prune it to bear the fruits of its labor. 
Well, in your life, however you choose to compartmentalize it, you have your, you know, relationship with yourself, your physical relationship, your spiritual, your emotional, you know, whatever you want to call that, right? You have your friendships, you have your intimate relationships in your business, right? You have your habits, behaviors, you have the sports that you play, you have the hobbies that you do. And each one of those things in your life is is basically an item in your garden. And some of them only require watering once a week, like when I play racquetball once a week. Some of them are seasonal when I snowboard for four months out of the year. Uh, some of them are daily, like a daily workout, right? But we have to understand that we have a garden and we have to look at every part of that garden as much as is required to allow it to thrive. And then recognize if that part of that garden gets triggered, right? Like if we gain 20 pounds because we're stressed and we're not sleeping and it starts to die and we catch it, we recognize we want that to be a part of the garden, right? But it doesn't get replanted and grows instantly. We have to start, we have to remove the dead one or prune it or plant it, retend the soil, plant a new one, water it. And that's you just changing simple behaviors. And so if you gained 20 pounds, and you don't want it there anymore. It's not about going to the gym for 30 minutes, you know, right now or for two hours tomorrow. It's like, okay, what's the one thing I can change for the next 30 days that would keep me on track and keep me in progress? I'm going to go to bed by this time and I'm going to walk for 20 minutes a day. You know, you're going to do more. You know, you're going to work out more than that. But when you just change the behavior and you start the process, those first couple of steps get you a momentum and reveal the rest of it. And so have an awareness that everything in your life, whether you want it in your garden or not, if it's still showing up, you have to go remove it from your garden or you have to decide to keep it or give it love and care. And so the more proactively you can be in finding pockets of awareness, whether that's reflecting at the end of the day, like how your day went and what are the first three things you're going to do tomorrow morning to then getting into the office, doing those three things and be like, okay, cool. What's on my agenda today to, you know, weekly looking at the week before and the week ahead to then monthly just kind of reflecting on the whole thing to then quarterly and just find pockets that work for you that start creating this intentional bucket for you to put yourself in to kind of see your garden for lack of better terms or the entire field in front of you or your entire playbook or your entire closet right there's there's analogies galore but make sure you don't ever allow yourself to get trapped in the race without stopping and making sure you're on course and you're at the right pace, right? And that's where you have to have these moments, whether that's working out in the middle of the day or having a breathwork practice or a meditation practice or a walk or intentional reflection time in your calendar or a thinking time or a journaling habit. There's, there's literally a million ways to do it. And I'm going to end the podcast with the simplest one. It's whatever one you choose to use and the one that you use consistently. And I'm going to be bullish on this. Consistency is how you win this game. And I say this all the time. The reason I have those sacred lightkeeper quadrants is those are the four buckets that I know that if I do those behaviors every day, they are guaranteed to get me to my vision in my mind, my body, my beingness, and my business. And I have those and I use those every single day with my wedge of expectations. What's my floor? What's my ceiling? And then my SOS model is designed to if I am off track and I'm not doing something that I can get back on track to at least those behaviors and do those every single day. And the hardest part for me for years was staying consistent with it until I realized that the consistency is what made everything else so easy. 
And it's like me, I'm, I'm back to the healthiest weight I've ever been. This is where I belong. I'm 177 pounds. I am loving life. I'm eating. I'm happy. I'm working out. Like everything feels amazing. It feels so good. <laughs> and it wasn't this massive change. It was like these small behaviors. And then I realized when I was back in shape, I was like, oh my God, it was so much harder to get back in shape than it would have been to just stay in shape. And then I was like, okay. Same thing applies to business. Same thing applies to entrepreneurship. And in reflection and in, in, in all the businesses and the successes, I've been reflecting a lot lately. And, and I look at it and if I look at my big successes or the things that I have now, I can find the three consistent behaviors that carried them all the way through. And so the more that you can reflect and make sure that you're on path and on course and you're close to where you want to be, and then you're choosing that intentional action, the faster you're going to win this game. And so that's my recommendation for you. And then one more book recommendation, because it's so incredibly powerful and in relation to this, is The Wedge by Scott Carney. And I am going to have Scott on the show. We've been talking back and forth. But The Wedge is basically understanding the ways in which you can train your autonomic nervous system to when you get triggered, that you automatically put yourself in the pause bucket so that you can make a choice and close that gap why it works, why it's so powerful, the benefits of it, and how to actually do it are all in that book. It's called The Wedge by Scott Carney. So that is how I'm going to wrap today's show. So without further ado, we're going to play the outro in a minute. Just remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. I would love to see you in the next episode. You will hear me in your earballs, see me in your eyeballs. I'm going to have to come up with a new line. Uh, see, that's feeling old. I'm going to reflect on that one. See, like, see, I'm doing it right now. I don't like that whole earballs, eyeballs thingy anymore because I can't remember it. So I'm going to have to think of something better. So for this one, I'm going to say relationships beat algorithms, especially the one with yourself. Have a beautiful day. I appreciate you. I love the shit out of you. Here's the outro and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.